Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now it's both click. Okay, clicked. Yeah, that, I don't know if that... No one can hear that anyway. Yeah, I don't know. Um, okay, let's... Here we go. Let's go. Let's do it. Okay. Um... What was that beep? Nothing. <laughs> if you don't like that, you don't like NBA basketball. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Advanced Analytics Podcast with Guy and Paul. Hello. I'm Guy. And I'm Paul. And Paul is awake. Yeah, I'm awake. We've got to start the po- podcast with housekeeping again, unfortunately, because... Um, This is our third podcast we've recorded, and we're recording it a day late again, um, because for the second time out of three podcasts, um, Paul has slept through a podcast record. I'm a sleepy guy. (laughs) I thought you were going to deny yourself, like, have an excuse or something like that. No, I I don't know what I can say. I'm in transit back from Los Angeles, and what were you going to say? Just that I'm sorry, and... No, not again. Okay. I'm putting in all this effort, trying to schedule things up, trying to attend NBA games and bring, you know, podcast listeners up-to-date NBA information, and Paul is out here sleeping. I, I, it was a really, f- like, freak kind of situation. I fell asleep before I even, like, firstly, my phone wasn't even plugged in. So I hadn't set an alarm. My lights were still on. Like, I'd just fallen asleep yeah, before you just, you, I was ready to fall to sleep. What an embarrassing person you are. So you fell asleep without setting an alarm and then didn't wake up. Yeah. Oh. Well, I wasn't ready for sleep yet, but I was still I was still prepping for the podcast. Meanwhile, don't pretend like you were doing any prep for the podcast whatsoever. No, I was. Um, I'm the most committed to the show. Still doing a podcast. Still being there for the podcast. Even though I'm in transit back from Los Angeles, concrete what? jungle, where dreams are made Wait, of. Wait, so where are you currently? I'm actually, I'm in Wellington, but I was trying to make it sound good. I just got back from Los Angeles. Yeah. Well, that's quite cool. <laughs> that's still cool, though. What did you watch on the still- plane? <laughs> um, oh, I'm not into Westworld at all, eh? Do not like it. Do not rate that. And oh, um, wait, watched- you were watching Westworld and you didn't like it? Yeah, and and um, I love this I, I, man. I think it's so slow and dull, and just don't care. I just hope that all the characters get shot. And um, I also not rating. Maybe I was just in a bad mood, but I wasn't rating Archer season new season as well. Archer Noir uh, or whatever it is. I love Archer, but I did find the most recent season not that funny. But I still enjoyed yeah. it. But um, it's like a, it's like they've just started genuinely making uh, like a a spy show. Yeah, yeah. Show. I'll tell you though, you started Mindhunter yet. No, I'm going to get into that my is fire. Although knowing you, it'll be too slow and boring for you. But man, that no, show is no. I, no, I like slow and boring shows. Nah, it's just, just Westworld. I couldn't get. Ad- I like the concept of Westworld. I just couldn't get into it. Um, I, I'm just maybe sad because I've had to watch Blake Griffin play basketball live twice on my American trip, and he makes me depressed. I hate him. I used to be a Clippers fan. I was excited when they drafted him, and for a player that's so big, so athletic, and so skillful. He is so, so boring and slow and calculated and mediocre on the court. The Los Angeles Clippers drive me crazy, and it's so annoying that he is the future of the franchise. Okay. And he whines so much. I'm, I'm passionate. And meanwhile, you're in Auckland. That's where things are happening. How's, how good's the Rugby League World Cup? How's that going? Yeah, good. Quite good. I quite like seeing all the um, – I like how all the Pacific Islanders have heaps of flags on their cars. Did you hear about Tonga? What about them? Well, they beat New Zealand yeah, yeah, yeah. in Hamilton, and then they just got turned up. Did yeah. you hear the coverage for it? I heard a little bit. They were launching fireworks at police and stuff. I read the article. I read the article. It, the, the headline is, police arrest 53. 53. 
after rugby league world uh, world cup celebrations turn ugly in Auckland. Okay, so I thought that was a bit of a like a you know like a little bit like I don't know what turn ugly means, but um, it was quite interesting that the all whites had a game like the same night. And someone tweeted, 37,000 fans in a stadium and only one eviction. Clap, clap, clap. And I was like, that's not how you party. Tonga got 53 people arrested who yeah. weren't even at the game. How awesome is that? Well, also, it's kind of weird for the All Whites fans to get super rowdy after a nil-nil draw. Nil-nil draw. <laughs> Tonga was down 15 points at halftime, yeah. came back to win in New Zealand. Okay, this is. I just want to read from the article because it's so, it's so good. One young boy was seen jumping up and down on the van's roof. Um, many people wandering between moving cars. Sounds great. Otahahu's arteries were clogged with cars. The red Tongan flag flying out the windows and honking horns at 10 p.m. Oh, wow, 10 p.m. Arrest them, that's for sure. <laughs> this is my favorite sentence. Venga boys songs bled from the main street <laughs> as joyful Tonga supporters danced through the night. Yeah. This is awesome. It gets better. Um, Senior Sergeant Clive Wood said people, quote, let off fireworks near a petrol station. Yeah, that's great. Chahoo to that. I love a good petrol station fireworks show. It's great. It reminds me of um, Zoolander, like the um, the freak gasoline fight accident. (laughs) Yeah. I was on Queen Street that night, and there was a lot of car tooting and flags, and it was was great. Shout out to... I already bought... Oh, shout out to who? Just the Tongan rugby league team. Because um, I already bought tickets to the, uh, if you're keen, Rugby World Cup semi-final. I'm very keen. Uh, I am slightly concerned, though, that we're spending too much time talking about the Rugby League World Cup on this basketball Oh, on to the NBA. On to the NBA. But, Should we hit off the first segment? But can I say I'm super keen for that game, so please don't give that ticket away. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start with the Week in Review. Week in Review. Okay, so I wanted to kick things off with... Um, the fact that LeBron James is claiming to be the king of New York on Instagram because he um, he beat the Knicks in Madison Square Garden. And uh, I want to talk about maybe the biggest surprise of the NBA se- season so far. And I think the Cavs struggling as much as they have to the point where LeBron James is flexing because he's scraping past the New York Knicks. Mm. Um, a, that the Knicks are better than we thought they'd be, but what B, that the Cavs are so much worse than we thought they would be. Um, I'd say is the is possibly my biggest surprise of the NBA season so far. Yeah, also, Porzingis had a shocking game, and um, still they they the Knicks blew it in a typical New York fashion. But um, uh, well, I think if anyone should claim to be the king, it should be uh, that that dude Kyle Korver. He put that yeah. team on his back. <laughs> yeah. That's what I hate about Cole Corver, though. He's either the hero or the he's the best player in the world or the worst player in the world. There's no in between for him. Yeah. I guess it's a player that can only do one thing. It's like either you're going to shoot threes real good and do nothing else well, but it doesn't matter because you shot threes really good, or you're not going to shoot threes real good and there's no way he can make up for it. Yeah. He's not going to be like an awesome defender. Like, I don't even know if his knees bend. Like, he's, <laughs> when he runs, he looks like his legs are like in casts. <laughs> but he had a good game. So, yeah, that's, that was impressive. But I've got to say, this is. I think, and I know people predict this every year, this is possibly the end of the Cavs. They've got 80 games or whatever they've got left, 70-something games left, to try and learn how to play defense. I know Isaiah Thomas is coming back, but he's not going to help them defensively really at all. Mm. Um, I feel like just, surely they're going to get a new coach like any day now. Surely. Yeah. But what's he going to do? Like, I, like yeah. their defensive players like Shumpert can't play offense. Like, Shumpert's terrible at everything but maybe a bit of defense. And then... Uh, and then their offense players are like the worst defensive lineup ever assembled with Derek Rose, uh, Dwayne Wade, Kyle Korver. Like it's just, oh, it's a, it's an absolute nightmare. Well, you know, my, it, what, you know my feelings about the Cavs. So I mean, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying every bit of this. What's frustrating is that you think to beat the Warriors, some team would think we've got to stop them, and maybe the Celtics are going for that approach, and hopefully the Celtics get it together. But the Rockets and the Cavs just seem to be all about offense. And if you can, anyway, it's that's frustrating. Yeah. Man, I so love I guess the Celtics. The, Celtics are so cool. Like, did you? See well, I, that that's one of the surprises of the season so far. Just to tie back to my question professionally, yeah. yeah. What were you going to say about the Celtics? Oh, just I can't even remember who they were playing. Maybe the Nuggets or someone, and they came back without Al Horford, Kyrie, or Gordon Hayward. They yeah. fought back from like eighteen down to win a yeah. nail biter. 
Like, man, They've Jason got, Tatum, Jalen Brown, yeah. those guys are cool, man. Yeah, really, yeah. I got. I, I said I saw them live and just they blew my mind. Kyrie and Kyrie's powers as a superstar, um, I think – I've never, I never liked him when he played for the Cavs, and he's obviously got a bit of a um, interesting view on uh, science and stuff like that. But he, um, uh, he, he emerging as like you know possibly a top five player when he gets going is um, is an exciting storyline, I think, and a and a surprise of the NBA yeah. season because no one really rated him that highly. I'm super excited for uh, like imagine a Celtics Cavs, like it's just Celtics Cavs. Anytime they play, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, I feel like people don't don't rate him because because of the whole like playing in LeBron's shadow kind of thing. Everyone like, people said, on, people online were complaining yeah. that people were raving about LeBron in New York when Kyle yeah. Korver was doing a lot of heavy <laughs> lifting by splashing threes. Yeah, now LeBron LeBron is a great and dominant player, but I just don't know how he's going to fix this. Like, I, I mean, he's got a year to get this team together, maybe fire his coach and. Get something sorted, but then next year, what does he do? Does he go to somewhere? Where can he go? Like, I don't know. I feel know. like he can't leave again. He gets after, after well, he said that he was going back home because he missed home. He can't yeah. then leave and be like, "Oh no, nah, I was confused when I said that the first time." He, he, no one knows better. He seems like a smart guy. No one knows better than him. But um, oh, I would not. Actually, I would want to be in his shoes. I was about to say I don't want to be in his shoes, but then I was like, I'd much rather be LeBron James and me sitting in a hotel room talking about. Um, LeBron James. So Cavs down. Kyrie, because they said, Peel said that Cavs won the trade. I think Kyrie, er, er, early indications say that um, getting Kyrie was the, was the you know, the get of the, especially when other stars haven't lived up to the hype. You know, Paul George has been good, but, you know, OKC's been struggling. Yeah. And um, Paul Millsap's been missing in action and, and my, oh, he's been okay. My, my, guy, my guy, Jay Crowder, is looking like maybe <laughs> it was like the system and, you know, Boston were a good team, yeah. and he was flourishing yeah. there. He's a system player, but and I'm so I'm I'm a little bit nervous about Isaiah Thomas as well to see if he kind of falls off a bit uh, yeah. when he returns. Being... No, Thomas T- Thomas will be good, but just whether he's the kind of good that the um, the Cavs need, I guess, is the big question. Oh, the other thing um, in terms of biggest surprise of the season, uh, Pistons. Yeah, what's up with that shit? No, I was, I'm not surprised. I'm surprised. Nah, man, they got some talent. On Andre Drummond was being ripped by everyone. No one rated the. No one in their season previews picked the Pistons. No one can pretend they weren't surprised. I never heard you going, "Hey, man, um, watch out for um, Avery Bradley and the Pistons." Nah, I don't even know who's on their Avery team. Avery Bradley's been a fantasy stalwart for my team. I rate yeah, him very really high. Yeah. I, I I keep waiting for Stanley Johnson to wake up and become like real good, and yeah. I think he's been like kind of solid. And then my Tobias my ex magic man Tobias Harris, I always yeah. knew he was solid. And supposedly this year he got LASIK eye surgery, and so now yeah. he's way better at shooting threes because previously he couldn't see very good. And yeah. um, and then uh, Reggie, now he can see the hope. Things are really improving. Yeah, and then they got um Stan Van Gundy at the helm. He led the he led the Magic to the finals. Oh nine. Yeah. Okay, so would you say? Would you say the Pistons are a good team? Because that leads into my next question, which is um, for the week in review. It seems like a lot of teams are struggling. Every team that we thought was going to be good is either having teething pains or just not as good as we thought we were. We were Denver. I was tough on Paul Millsap. I'm kind of correcting it a little bit, but like, why were you tough on Paul Millsap? When we, oh, I just was saying he was a disappointment. Before. Right. Oh, okay. I, was, I was firing some shots, and I was like, well, Denver's actually. They're, they're kind of the cream of the crap at the moment. Yeah. Okay, that segues nicely into my next question, which was a lot of teams are struggling right now. Which teams are actually good? Because unlike last year, where all the teams who were like kind of the top teams kind of distinguished themselves early, and then there's a few outliers like Charlotte and stuff who were actually not very good and they were secretly pretending they were good. This year, there's actually only three teams, in my mind, that are decent. There's the Warriors... The Rockets and the Celtics. I feel like you're forgetting the Spurs. No, the Spurs, you can think Kawhi's not playing and has no scheduled return. Like they're terrible. Yeah, but they're when like they're the third best team in the West without Kawhi. Yeah, and when they get Kawhi, what are they? Yeah, the second best team in the league, I reckon. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> f- Spurs, who for all we know, Kawhi might not even come back this year. But I don't know. 
Spurs. I went to see the Spurs play live, and they got a lot of Patty Mills and Kyle Anderson. What's wrong with Kawhi? Do we know? Uh, well, that I, seems like some Spurs plan to like just sit him out and get the rest of the team as good as possible. They're going to make the playoffs. They're, well, like <laughs> without him, and then by the time they have the playoffs, they'll be great. They yeah, would have no. developed like Dejounte Murray and uh, that guy Brandon Paul. And then they'll just put Kawhi back, who's just been chilling, resting, yeah, not getting those fines for um, sitting players. Yeah, he'll be back, man. I reckon he'll be back. Okay, well, hopefully. So they're the fourth team. Okay, I'll give you the Spurs. Then who? Everyone else is trash. Nah, man. T Wolves. No. T Wolves gonna be good, man. Raptors, Wizards, Thunder, Magic. No good. No good. No, we will listen. Nuggets. Nuggets and Pistons. Nuggets and Pistons, maybe. But it's just interesting how, like, how, like, much parity there is in the NBA at the moment, but probably not in a good way, in a kind of, like, a um, a couple of good teams, and then everyone else is just kind of, like, slushing around in a shit pit kind of way. Who's been your biggest disappointment? Um, well, Cavs. Oh, yeah. But um, I, I was hoping for the... Uh, the Portland Trailblazers to continue their season from last year. You know how they got um, uh, whoever they got, Nurkic or whatever. And yeah. I thought I thought they were going to be together, and that turns out they're a terrible team because they only have two guys that can do anything, and the rest of the team is just hot garbage. Hey, don't disrespect my boy Evan Turner like that. <laughs> I'm disrespecting him away. Um, All right. I yep. reckon my biggest disappointment with them are the Mavericks. Didn't expect them to be this bad. They're but the- isn't it good? They're literally the worst team. I yeah. thought they'd be like playing for the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, um, to be honest, them and the Kings are like, we're never predicted to be good, but yeah. shouldn't be the worst two teams in the league, which is where they are. Um, like, they shouldn't be down there with the Suns or the Hawks. Yeah. Well, no, the Mavericks literally, uh, oh, they, they're tied for the worst record with the Hawks. And like, yeah. between. Firstly, I thought Dennis Smith Jr. was going to come in and be, like, amazing straight away. Which he still can. No, no rookie really does that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He could. But then, yeah. I, but then I thought, like, with him, Harrison Barnes, uh, Newlands Noel, like, doesn't even get any game time because supposedly he's got bad attitude. But, um, yeah. yeah, they've been real bad. And then they've well, got vet- veterans. And then they've got my boy Yogi Farrell. Yeah. Man, they've been, they've been disappointing. No, but Yogi Farrell was a guy who put up on numbers on the Mavericks. Like he is still untested in a way. No, um, I rate him. I told you about my Newlands Noel story about how he we were standing by the um, tunnel and uh, Dirk signed some autographs, and then someone politely asked Newlands Noel if he'd sign an autograph, and he just said straight up no. Yeah, which well, I thought was that's the attitude that the coach is talking about. He's... Sideline reporting from Guy right there. Yeah. The funny thing, one thing that I thought was quite interesting is um, I was sitting right behind Mark Cuban. Um, yeah. at a Clippers versus Mavs game, a very depressing game of basketball to watch. And it was really interesting in the third quarter. The Clippers basically had the Mavs number all game. And uh, it was really interesting in the third quarter, after a timeout and Carslow had drawn up the play and they were ready to go back out onto the court, Cuban just literally just walked around the team doing loud clapping and yelling, like trying to motivate them. Yeah. Which was quite interesting. And also to see how the team just did not respond at all. Mm. Um, really first like- of all, I thought it was, yeah. Wait, what were you going to say? You're going to say you like Cuban for that reason? Yeah, I like that he's so passionate about the Mavs, and it's like yeah. it's like his life. I'm not yeah. I'm not into these owners who are just like got a little investment basketball team. Like that's yeah. his thing. Like it was yeah. cool hearing about how he was like, um, I can't remember. It was like Devin Harris's someone, one of his family members was in hospital, and yeah. so Mark Cuban just went and just sat like all day with him or something. Yeah, something like and that. he. Um, it's his family. He uh, he gave his plane to um, uh, JJ Barea to um, fly supplies to hurricane victims. Yeah, yeah. So a lot yeah. of people hate Mark Cuban. I, I think he's the, maybe the best owner in the league by a mile, probably. Yeah. No, well, a lot, he's a he's a divisive person because I think a lot of people would agree with you on that sentiment. Um, but speaking of bad ownership, I think this is a beautiful segue into Magic Mayhem. I don't think that's a fair segue. <laughs> I think we should, we, we should, we should quickly talk about great teams, and then that would be a good segue. Okay, Man, well, there's a lot talk- of great teams this year. 
Well, there's Speaking not. Of that which, was my point. There's not. There's not a lot of great teams. Yeah, there's I'm not. Got, mate, I'm just trying to do a good segue. <laughs> Speaking of fun basketball, beauty, think, Speaking of beauty on the get on the court, it's time for a bit of magic mayhem. Okay, so things have hit a bit of a rough patch with the magic. Uh, oh, oh, already? I thought I was the one who broke the bad news. No, so they've um, they've lost four of their last six, uh, but they have had some pretty tough games in that time. Yeah, like they um, so they just lost to the Warriors, who were without Steph Curry, but were still pretty tough. Yeah. Um, oh, the Warriors? Are you kidding? The Warriors are crazy how they rest an MVP and they still have another MVP. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah. and so they lost by ten to the, but they did actually break the Warriors. Um, were about to if they'd won by seventeen or more, they were going to set a record for winning by seventeen or more for like you know ten straight games or something crazy like that. Um, so th- so they stopped that by only losing by ten. Pure magic, baby! Yeah. All day. So we'll take that victory. We'll take yeah, that whole. We'll chalk that up as a W. That whole game. Yeah, bro. But the game yeah. before that, they got murdered in Denver by the Denver Nuggets. That was tough was, to watch. I was going to put that down as a schedule loss, though. Wasn't that on the back of a back-to-back? Oh, yes, exactly. Back-to-back in Denver. I'm, I'm, as I was watching it, I was like, they need to move the Nuggets to Seattle because this altitude, this is unfair. <laughs> it, is, it is a little bit. Yeah. The boys can't, um, the boys can't Utah handle it. Utah has that as well. Utah has that as well. Um, they're not used to the balmy Florida... Um, uh, conditions that the mighty Orlando Magic are used to. Um, I was I was going to break some break some bad news and magic mayhem because um, uh, the schedule coming up is tough as well. Yeah, this is the real question. They needs to at least need to have good losses. Like this is the the upcoming schedule is a real test of whether the Magic are actually like decent or not. They've got the Trailblazers, uh, the uh, the Jazz. Um, the Pacers, who are decent, Timberwolves, and then Celtics. Yeah. So they got they, five they, tough games in a row. They lost quite badly to the Celtics as well a few games back. Yeah. Um, but these are they, these are all without Kyrie as well, right? Right. Oh, but no, they had Kyrie, I think, when they lost them. Okay. I might, okay. Yeah, no, they definitely did, I think. Um, so um, so how's the how's the mindset of the team at the moment? Are they um, staying chipper or are they starting to fall apart? Uh, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. There was a great video um, the other day before the game, like a guy was doing a, was standing courtside talking to the mic and just in the background you could see Mario kind of doing some sort of like ball drill where he was kind of, uh, or he was like, he was like hunched over like um, standing but like leaning down with a ball like kind of between his legs on the ground. Yeah. I think maybe he was just trying to keep the ball away from Bismack Biombo. So Bismack yeah. came over and just picked him up and just turned him upside down and was um, <laughs> just holding him upside down, and this was all caught in the background of the shot. So, um, <laughs> so that seemed like they were having a good jokey time. Um, quite a weird thing to do, just to pick up another man and uh, flip him upside down. Like, uh, I, um, I, yeah, I gotta be honest with you. That it sounds, it sounds fine. I'm not gonna say that's a um, a negative or a positive on the team. It sounds like just classic, positive. classic high, classic hijinks from the uh, from the Magic Men. So how are you feeling as a fan? Are you feeling positive or negative? Oh, positive. Real positive. Although um, the rookie Jonathan Isaac did twist his ankle the other day, but I don't think it's serious, which is good because it shows that hopefully that he's like an endurable guy because he came down like, and he just, it was unlucky. Like he landed on someone else's foot, I think. And it just, you could see it roll around. But, um, and Bill Simmons came out and said that he was, he was saying guys he thought um, were, went too low in the draft. And he was the second person he mentioned. And he yeah. said, he said with Jonathan Isaac, he says, I don't know what he is yet, and I, but I know I, I've never seen it before, or something like <laughs> something like that. Yeah, and, um, I really like Johnny Isaac. Well, I'm there's something, there's a lot to be said for, and this is something the Magic haven't done a great job of just picking people on pure physical talent. And wait, you're saying the Magic pure. hasn't done that? Well, yeah, haven't they got no, a lot of like no, 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 I reckon they, Tobias Harris like short kind of fat? No, 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 no. The Magic I feel like have done almost too much in the fact like so they got Aaron Gordon 
who was, yeah. you know, for the first Poor few years. Poor man's Blake Griffin. He was essentially just a specimen. Like, he was just yeah. so athletic. Yeah. And then they got Alfred Payton, who was like a tall point guard who couldn't Long shoot. Point guard. Yeah. Um, but I think Johnny, Johnny Isaac's exciting because he can shoot. And he's, yeah, so long and tall and yeah. uh, just coordinated and can No, but they got, if you look at the Magic players, they haven't got those specimens. They've got those weird white guys. They've got Fournier and Hazonia and... You've got to remember, the, their front Bias office have, has just changed as well. So they've yeah. now got the GM who... I'm excited because I feel like he did really well with Milwaukee. Like, he, he got Giannis Antetokounmpo... In a real weak draft, he took yeah. a guy who's yeah. now in MVP conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Last year, he took uh, Malcolm Brogdon, who ended up being Rookie oh, of the Year. Stop bringing up Malcolm Brogdon. No, he's good. He was a Rookie of the Year in the worst rookie class ever. Like, it was going to go to um, uh, Sarich. Like it's, yeah. um, no, but he's still, I don't know what pick he was, but he wasn't. Probably 52. But no, like, I reckon he was like, in the teens. Last year, they should have given the Rookie of the Year to Joel Embiid. And I know he didn't play many games, but like he was the rookie of the... He was the yeah. only rookie who made any noise last year. I never also, even heard of Malcolm What pick Gordon. was Joel Embiid? He was like... He was like third or yeah. fifth. So, so you're, prov- you're saying... It's not, it's not who does the best pick out of the... It's not, it's not who does the best, like, um, compared to their rat picking position. It's who's the rookie of the year. And the rookie no, of the no, year. No, 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 no. No, no, but we're talking, I'm talking about the drafting ability of the GM and him. Yeah. Fi- he found the rookie of the. Wait, I need to find out. Malcolm yeah. Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon. I don't, I don't think this is important at draft. all. I can't believe we have a segment in the podcast called Magic Mayhem. And the magic are shaping up to have some mayhem coming okay, up. The, as I, the internet... Hit, oh, wait, it's working. Okay, he wasn't even in the first round. He was the <laughs> second round, the 36th pick. That's yeah. got to be maybe the lowest rookie of the year pick, do you think? Has there ever yeah. been a lower one? I'm sure, I, I don't know. I, I did, have done... I can't... I'm not, we can't just have two guys Googling on computers. I'm the one here treading water trying to keep the podcast going. Um, is that the end of Magic Mayhem? Yeah, I think so. End it with a gunshot. Let's hope, pray for the magic, everybody. Pray for the next five days and for Paul's sanity that the magic do just have a couple of good results against some very tough teams. Maybe they can beat the Pacers. Maybe they can beat the Jazz. Jazz are a bit disappointing so far. Um, here's exciting news, and I just think I want to tell people about that people might be interested. I went to a um, San Antonio Spurs game for the first time in my life. Cool. A place I'd watched on TV for years. Yeah. And um, it was, for a start, can I just say, I would not recommend Texas to anyone. I've had a really good holiday, but um, Texas is is not super interesting. I enjoyed, as I said last podcast, I enjoyed tailgating in Dallas. That was cool. Yeah. But Dallas itself, not really worth visiting. Here's a weird and kind of morbid thing that I noticed. Every place in Texas that I went to, pretty much the main thing was like a museum, a memorial to like a shooting. Right. Like Dallas, their number one thing on TripAdvisor is the, is the JFK Museum. Yeah. Um, Austin is the University of Texas shooting. Oh, OKC, God. Oklahoma City bomber. Um, San Antonio, there was a shooting while I was there. Um, rest in peace. It was just crazy. Like The, it was just, the Alamo? There's a lot of shooting there. Yeah, the, the Alamo. I went to the Alamo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was there was just a weird. It was just a weird. Texas was a weird, weird place. They like their guns. And, um, yeah, they, they do the, quite. They should be called the San Antonio. Sh- no, I won't say anything because there was yeah. a shooting there, right? <laughs> yeah, it was a very. It, anyway, it was weird to go to like the Austin State Capitol, Texas State Capitol, and like the guards there just have the biggest guns you've ever seen, and like now you see like rightly so and stuff like that. Very sad that they have all these shootings, but at the same time, also very weird that when you're a tourist there, you go to museums. I guess the museums are teaching you to learn from your mistakes, but at the same time, seems things that seem to be not be getting better. Um, I watched a lot of warm-ups when I was at the San Antonio Spurs game. Yeah. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't much of a game. It was, who it was who were they playing? The Clippers. Spurs Clippers. Um, yeah. Yeah, it should have been a good game, but the Clippers are on a skid, and the Clippers, um, for some reason, just didn't pressure out on three-point shooters. And when I say three-point shooters, I mean LaMarcus Aldridge, Pau Gasol, and Rudy Gay were just invincible for three from three. Yeah. And it was just insane. I wanted to start heckling Blake Griffin, a.k.a. the bane of my existence, that they didn't at once get out there and push 
Palgasol to like go inside or to try and drive past them. Mm. When I was a kid, they told us to, when there's good three-point shooters, run them off the three-point line and make them yeah. beat you some other it, way. It must have been the tactic, though, was like make them, them shoot, shoot and then yeah. they just backfired, right? They murdered them. Yeah, it was crazy. Palgasol, and this is- on my fantasy team, he's been one of the pickups of the year for me. Like He was a free agent and he's been great. Well, listen to this guy, Williams, at the game scouting. Yeah. All right. Um, I watched uh, a lot of warm-ups and the best player I... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I think I saw, out of all the teams I saw, Celtics, Thunder, uh, Clippers, Mavs, um, the best player in the warm-ups by a mile was Pau Gasol. Right. So impressive. He was cash Money. Kyrie Irving, also very impressive. And Kyrie Irving was a bit more flashy, more Steph Curry-ish to his warm-ups, which is quite cool to watch. Pau Gasol just was just, every spot he was at, he was just, I hardly saw him. I reckon his whole warm-up, which he would have warmed up for about half an hour, I reckon I saw, saw him miss two shots total. And probably wow. one of those was a free throw. Like, he was just absolutely automatic. And what was really impressive was the exact same motion every time. So yeah. it was quite impressive to see him translate that into the game and and as i said like i saw him and wants to go dang this guy's good and then he went out in the game and just killed the um clippers and i was like why didn't they listen, listen to guys scouting report well they, they what they should do is they should have an assistant coach watch the other team warm up yeah and be like guys balgasol's real good and if and if you did do that and if you did watch someone warm up you would say let ginobili shoot all day because <laughs> of all the warm-ups i watched he was easily the worst. He was straight comical. It's really interesting how warm-ups work in the NBA because some players, obviously, like R- Russell Westbrook, a lot of the big names um, in the past, Chris Paul, uh, Kevin Durant, they don't warm up when the fans come into the stadium. Like, they're yeah. long gone by then. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's only play- players like Kyrie who warm up very late who, like, everyone gets to see. But um, uh, Steph Curry famously does it, like, kind of as the players, they get to see his last shots as the fans just get into the stadium. But... Um, uh, Ginobili was warming up as I got in there and he was horrific. And the reason he was bad is not just because he was missing shots. Cause I mean, every professional basketball player would miss shots from time to time. would just get out of rhythm. He, um, he was changing his shot in the training. I was like, why isn't the coach like getting on? I guess he's Ginobili. He's a legend. He's been around for so long. He was literally just, I think, like changing his motion just to try and mm. make some shots fall. Yeah, it reminded I, me of I myself jacking up threes. It was no, great. I do that. Like last week, I... I tried to fix my shooting mechanics uh, at the free <laughs> the throw game. line, and I just airballed the first one. Not even short, just uh. well left. <laughs> second one, second one, I went back to my usual shot, and I got I got some solid rim low. Didn't go in, <laughs> but I got the, I got a lot of rim. Congrats, um, um, congrats on getting some solid rim, man. Uh, so so Pau Gasol, great warm ups. Manu Ginobili, horrific warm ups. Still love you though, Mano, absolute legend. Um, Here's something that's annoyed me for like six days, and I've had no one to talk to it about it. Kyle Anderson's haircut. Yeah. <laughs> it infuriates me. The guy has a... Look, I can't talk. I don't have cool hair. I'm not a super cool-looking guy. I'm not nailing it. But I, I like to think that I work to my strengths. And Kyle Anderson has a few... I don't know if he's got a receipt. I don't think he is because he's quite young. Yeah. He's just got a huge forehead, and he's literally got his haircut... And cut in such a way that it emphasizes, like it literally goes from his hairline and then round his head like a halo to yeah. emphasize his massive forehead. And I wanted, I wanted to help him. It's just cut it off. Just, just shave a, shave a skinner or the, oh, just Kyle Anderson's hair really annoyed me. Um, my other note from the game is that, um, uh, oh, here's the thing. I think it used to be a trend that the Mavericks started back a few years ago where the um, parts of the stadium were named as like fan zones. So you yeah. cheer for a specific player. Um, the Maverick, the, sorry, the, um, Spurs. the Spurs had those, but they weren't laid out over special zones anymore. They just had them all as like banners, like their championship banners up in the corner of the stadium. So I'm going to ask you, Paul, yeah. which one would you want to be? Which fan zone would you want to be in? Would you like to be in Manu's Maniacs? Yeah. Green's Goblins? <laughs> Whoever thought these up is an absolute, was really struggling. Yeah. Kwai's 
Kawhi's Island. Kawhi's Island. Yeah. Team Slow Mo. Yeah, that's Kyle Anderson. Patty's Mates. Yeah, a nice Australian joke. Or Holt's Heroes. Where was the last one? I googled Holt. Um, Holt is the owner. Oh. The owner is a bunch of people called Holtz. Okay. So, um, so Wait, yeah. And so nothing you... for Lamarcus Aldrich. No, well, I guess, I reckon they probably put these. This is from years ago because they weren't even over specific sections anyway. Right. Well, None I'd, of them. I'd sound go good. Kawhi's Island definitely well, by a mile. I thought an island wasn't even a good thing to be on. Like a nice. I'm picturing like a nice tropical island. Yeah. And there's like a nice resort owned by Kawhi. And like you're sitting yeah. poolside and he comes out and sometimes he like delivers you a drink and he's like, you having a good time? And you're like, yeah, man. No, I, d- I don't think you get and that much like beach, there, Kawhi, He's like beach it. volleyball at two o'clock and then you go and you play beach volleyball with Kawhi and he'd be amazing. Yeah. I don't know how tall he <laughs> and is. Kawhi but... absolutely ifs you up with his <laughs> amazing beach volleyball Yeah, you're not playing, you know, you're like on his team. You're like setting him up and he's throwing down some spikes. <laughs> yeah, okay. It doesn't matter where you throw it, Kawhi is going to like throw it down. Yeah. Um, another, just one other, one final thing about the Spurs game that I thought was kind of interesting because the game, oh, I got on the big screen, which is exciting. Yeah, I saw that. I saw someone sent me a clip and was like, is this guy Williams? And it just, it cut to the fan of the day and then you yeah. were just standing in the corner of the shot. Oh, yeah. Just and looking was it, so serious. Me and a bunch of, I followed a bunch of Brazilian guys, um, uh, into the lower bowl. That's a really fun thing about going to an NBA game. If it's not so at all sold out is to try and buy a cheap ticket and then sneak into the lower bowl. You feel like James Bond. Yeah. Um, I managed to do it. I managed to slip in behind a bunch of Brazilian people and I stood right in front of them and they went crazy every time out to get on the big screen. And when they did, that was me right there. World famous in New Zealand, baby. Wow. My TV career is back on track. Um, um, but my, mo- yeah. Can I just say, you often tell me that I remind you of Job from Arrested Development. Yeah. yeah. I remember once we went on oh, the yeah. cars ride at, uh, <laughs> yeah. California Adventure at Disneyland yeah. in, in Los Angeles and yeah. we went on separate cars and as you came around the corner and you saw me sitting there with a, a young family <laughs> yeah. looking very and you said I looked very serious and I looked so much like Job yeah you looked so much like Job yeah. as you were I'll standing there in the it. crowd yeah an adult so, who's t- who's in a fun environment but taking it way too seriously or feeling the darkness inside yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's because I was focusing on the Greg Popovich's timeout. I was really interested in how that worked, and I was so close because I snuck into like the yeah. prime time seats. I wanted to see what he um, said, and this is quite interesting. When he was drawing up a play at halftime, he literally came out of the break, and you assume he would have already drawn off his whiteboard. But he sat down when the players were warming up and just started drawing X's and O's. I started taking photos, like trying to zoom in on my camera to see if I could get like what was actually on his whiteboard or what he was drawing. And a security guard, I think, saw me. And it stood in between me and Greg Popovich's whiteboard. Just wow. So I could get yeah. And now I've got some great shots of a massive security guard. That's um, quite cool. But this will interest you because um, you're a big fan of, because um, we get NBA League Pass in New Zealand, so you get to see all the stadium antics. Yeah. Um, you're, a big, you're a big fan of quarter time um, and timeout shows. Yeah. And um, one of my personal favorites that I saw on this trip was San Antonio where they did children's cheerleading. Now, I'm normally very against uh, children's cheerleading just because it's weird to see girls in miniskirts and kind of overtly sexualized as quite an uncomfortable thing. These kids were dressed PG. I was very um, happy about the way they were dressed. Yeah. And um, uh, what I loved about it is children's cheerleading. These are like probably 10-year-old kids, boys and girls. It was an absolute... Um, thrill ride. Like, you just did not know. They were throwing kids in the air, and it was 50-50 whether they were going to get caught or not. There was no big kids there to help out. There was no adult supervision there to make sure things didn't go wrong. They were just tossing children in the air, and everyone was literally, in my zone, and the Brazilian guys were like, ooh, every time a kid came down, and almost got dropped. It was thrilling. And so I say that's one of my favorite um, timeout shows I've ever seen. Um, that sounds great. It reminded me, it was based on the same concept as one of your favorite, which is a magic one, not to oh. bring too much more magic mayhem back into the show. I know exactly what you're talking about. The, yeah. The ladder, the ladder drop. Yeah. I don't know if I that's what it was I still can't called. believe this is a thing. But yeah, so they got a guy from the crowd. I don't know how they selected him. And then they had Stuff the Magic Dragon, the mascot, Stuff. Classic p- pun name. And they had a, uh, a ladder and basically the man from the crowd gave his phone to Stuff. And then each ring that stuff climbed up, 
the prize got better. So like the first ring was like a t-shirt. The second ring was like a, jer- a team jersey. The and then like if you got to the top, you got upgraded because this was like right in the first quarter. You got up, the so guy got dumb. upgraded. Uh, him and his family got upgraded to courtside. Yeah. And so he went right to the top. And then from there was where uh, stuff dropped your phone from. So the higher you got, the higher chance your phone had of smashing. This is the dumbest promotion I've ever heard and, of uh, in my life, but also the best I've ever heard of my, of my yeah, life. Yeah, so then he, he dropped it from the top and it fell down. And then the host was like, did it break? Did it break? And he holds <laughs> it up and it's like horrifically smashed. And he's like, it broke. And so then the man's like, Kind of stoked that he gets to go courtside, but he's like <laughs> just kind of real gutted. <laughs> did the crowd stand. cheer when they're like, "Did it break?" Did the crowd cheer? Yeah, I think so. The thing is, um, I think they he did then say like, "We're gonna get your screen fixed now," like during the game. But well, I thought that was the whole. I thought that was the whole promotion that the the company sponsoring it was. Yeah, a screen yeah, yeah. I think they were. I think they were. Another great one. I, I, I think it was almost at a Nuggets game, but it might have been the Magic. But for some reason, in my head it was the Nuggets, and it was like a. The Magic were definitely playing for me to be watching. And it was like, um, guess the celebrity haircut. And um, so they went to a guy on the end of a row. And then on the big screen, they showed it. And it was clearly vanilla ice. Like it was an You know iconic... it's going to be three. It's, it's only going to be three people. It's going to be Dr. J. It's going to be Dennis Rodman. Or it's going to be vanilla ice. Yeah. So it was vanilla ice. Very obvious. They'd blurred yeah. out his, like they'd blacked out his eyes, I think was all the done. And um <laughs> And it's kind of like in Fiji in the newspaper when they have uh, named the celebrity and they just black yeah. out their eyes and then they have the letters and it's like Brittany Spears and it's like it's <laughs> yeah. clearly a photo of Britney Spears, but um, <laughs> the most recognizable celebrity in the world. Yeah, um, and then uh, oh yeah, and, and and they were like, guess the celebrity haircut, and the guy was like, is it vanilla ice? And he was like. <laughs> Yes, you just won your whole row free haircuts. Make some row, make some noise, row free haircuts. I just remember thinking that was real funny. Talking about free haircuts and just like, yeah, just such a um, half-assed. Like, how much does the haircut cost? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just such, and and also, what if you don't want a haircut at the moment? I guess yeah, maybe it could be a voucher. Yeah, it would be like a voucher, but it's quite funny. I think to go along with a voucher for a haircut. That would only be a cool promotion if they cut the haircuts live in the game yeah. and they based the haircuts that everyone had to get. You had to choose a style of one of the Denver Nuggets players. New Jersey could do that, right? They have a, um, sorry, Brooklyn. A barber. Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn. They have a barber in the stadium. I saw that. I've been to the Brooklyn stadium and another humble brag. And uh, who is getting a haircut at an NBA game? That's ludicrous. Yeah. Um, because you've spent hundreds of dollars on tickets. The game only goes for two and a half hours. You're not going to take half an hour out to get a shave. Mm. Disappointing. It's the same at like, um, uh, in like shoe stores and stuff. Like there's a store here in Auckland where you can go in and get your hair cut and it, but it's like a shoe and clothing store. Yeah. What store? What's a oh, loaded? Yeah. Loaded. That's yeah. not going to last. Um, I think I'm pretty sure in London in the Nike town or the big Nike store, I th- I'm pretty sure the last time I went in, they were doing haircuts. They just released the new Nike jersey. So the bottom floor was completely Nike NBA jerseys. It was quite cool. Um, yeah. But firstly, so firstly, they, they, they were just selling swing men at the time. Like they'd just come out. Yeah, you can, it's hard to buy the authentic ones. They're hardly, the yeah. only ones I saw available in America were um, Kevin Durant or Steph Curry. No, no one else. I'll yeah, yeah. So, like, on the Magic website, you can only buy an Alfred Payton one or you can buy the blue one and you can choose the player. But it's just weird that uh, they only have the, bl- the blue ones. Like, it's, when, when are they going to release them all? It's quite, it's quite weird. I've found the night, at least not get bogged down the jerseys because it's pissing me off. But I was in America and um, buying a good jersey was so, so hard. It was incredibly frustrating. And I was even at the stadium and you couldn't buy like a decent Ginobili jersey. Also, Nike, another complaint about Nike jerseys, the the numbers on the Spurs jerseys are way too small on the front. Anyway, I'm getting bogged down. Um, let's wrap the show up. Okay. Uh, before we do, though, um, I wanted to just go through a few um, fact, a bit of, oh, clip of the week. Have we done clip of the week? Nah. Do you have a clip? Yeah, I found it just before the episode. I listened back to um, episode two. Um, I'd highly recommend listening back to it um, for anyone who hasn't listened to it already. Um, but 
Clip of the week uh, is a segment that Paul started up where he plays a video clip on a podcast that's audio only. Yeah, but you can you can find the video if you want to see the visuals. Yeah, but what? Yeah. Okay, so it's this a ludicrous week, segment. And um, we've spoken about him a bit today. I'm I'm going to take you back to Kyrie Irving in high school. Yeah. Here he is performing in his school's production of High School Musical. Barely hear that. Everybody thinks, you know, I don't want to just be labeled as a basketball player, you know, aside from basketball, off the court, I'm a normal kid. You know, I laugh, I joke, everybody kind of gets me, you know, missed, you know, kind of gets me confused. I think I'm in the spotlight too much, but also I'm just a normal kid. You know, plays, I'll do anything, you know. Just get out of my element. I'm a, just like that fun. Hitting those high notes, you know, I was, I'm, I'm not really a singer, but, you know, it was just a, it was a great experience to go out there and show everybody that I have, I'm multi-talented. Okay. different, you know, but the, I was, I still had nerves and stuff like that. I was still a little shy, you know, but once I got it going, just like a basketball game, once you hit your first layup and, you know, you're smooth, it's just smooth. I just watched, um, you know, the Disney movie, High School Musical, and just saw how he did it, and I tried to emulate it. That's basically it. And my teacher got mad at me because when I was taking my official visits, I was missing days of school. So, you know, it kind of had a conflict, but once, you know, we started to really rehearse, that's when I was, had to be here every single day. You know, I was about to lose my role, honestly, with him. You know, because this is his first play, he was nervous and stuff like that. So, you know, I was about to lose my role. But after I started coming to rehearsal, you know, consistently, then it was fine from there. What is this? I hope the listeners can hear this, because I certainly can't. That was the clip of the week. Okay. <laughs> well, slow clap for that. Okay. Um, for a start, his acting technique is just watching the video that just came out of the show that he's doing like three weeks before he does it and then just copying that. Yeah, that's okay. Um, second of all, we now know how he turned out to be such a dumbass in adult life because he's picked two extracurricular activities. That's too many. You can't do sport nah. and musicals. So I, I, in high school, I really related to the high school musical films because I related so much to Troy Bolton, the main character oh played goodness. by Zac Efron. Because, yeah. no, no, hear me out. I was playing basketball. I was there on the senior A basketball team. Yeah. And I was also playing the lead role in the school musical. And it, yeah, was, that's how it you was legit like I had to quickly, I had to like leave basketball practice like 15 minutes early yeah. and like run down to the hall and, yeah. uh, and like go to rehearsal for Greece, you know, yeah. still wearing my basketball shorts, like sweaty. And so this, is, it, this explains why hard. you and Kyrie turned into be dumbasses, man. Nah, that's, that's why we're cool guys. I love how I could say a complete sentence there. It's where you turned in to be a dumbass. Yeah. No, this explains the flat earth theory completely because he was doing so much extracurricular that he didn't spend any time like going to geography or Mm. science. But what's more important, science or the arts? Science. Nah, man. Musicals, music. Does he sing in that that club? I could barely hear. Is Is he really bad? I mean, he's not great, but he, he admits that himself, that he's not a singer, but he did it to put himself out of his Why is he in a musical then? To, to have Sign fun. Sign up for some Shakespeare. Nah, he put himself out there and he did well. Oh. And also, who? what school does High School Musical as their musical? Um, I wish so many questions. <laughs> it's quite music, um, to be honest. It's like Inception. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, it's very weird. Um... Yeah, it's yeah. It explains a lot about Kyrie. Um, I do want to see that clip now because I want to hear him sing. And is it also awkward that like he'll be about six foot five, right? A huge American dude. I don't think he's that tall. At least at the time, I don't think. Like in high school, I think he was only like six one, which is like how tall I am. Yeah. Okay. But also, um, if you're familiar with uh, the works High School Musical, uh, you'll know that. Basketball plays a big part, and like most of the male characters are the the high school basketball team. So I yeah. think I don't think he was Troy, but I think he was maybe uh, one of the basketball players. While in the musical, um, uh, the actors are good at singing and dancing and acting, 
and terrible at basketball, Kyrie reversed it by being amazing at the yeah. basketball bits I bet during, and shocking at everything else. I bet during Get Your Head in the Game, he had like a massive dribbling solo where yeah. <laughs> all the other like kids who yeah. were just drama nerds were just standing on the side like holding <laughs> balls and he was in the middle like putting on a display. Bouncing them with two hands like they're Ralph Wiggins. What, what role was he? I don't know, but I think he was Zeke, who was just the a... Black guy. Um, what? The no, black I th- guy. I, no, I think, uh, I think the cast was predominantly black. Um, uh, so don't cast him as, as Corbin Bleu's character straight away. Um, yeah. Or the other token black guy that they've thrown into like the ensemble. <laughs> Is the um, black guy in um, High School Musical also the best guy at basketball? No, it's like, no. like Troy Bolton, I feel like, is the star, and he's played by Oh, Zac they can't Efron. make Zach Efron. Is he also good at basketball? Yeah, he's like, that's like his main thing, is that he's... <laughs> have you not seen High School Musical? No! Man, you're not qualified for this podcast. I was 20 years old when it came out, probably. I don't know. Um, you were probably maybe even older than that. No, maybe not. No, you are probably about 20. That's probably right. But, um, man, it's a great story. I actually reckon, out of, of the trilogy, I almost think... I mean, I need to go back and rewatch them all, but... Number no, two, you don't. Number two's always jumped out as being like maybe my favorite. It's great. Classic. Great songs. It's like they kind of leave the high school and they go <laughs> randomly all work at this like golf resort in the desert. It's, yeah. it's quite weird, but it's great. Yeah. Well, it's, I, yeah. I, uh, I, I, I hear glowing reviews, five-star reviews on the Advanced Analytics podcast for High School Musical 2 where they get the one where they go work in the desert. Yeah, at a golf resort. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe we can check it out. Maybe we can do. Maybe we can watch one and do a review on the podcast or something like that. Yeah, I reckon. Um, uh, I've listened to previous podcasts, and um, I thought we should answer some questions. A little bit of fact checking okay. from previous shows. If everyone who hasn't listened to, everyone who's just joining us, thank you um, for listening to the podcast. Go back to listen to one and two as well. Um, Paul claimed in episode one that the during Magic Mayhem. That um, the magic Orlando Magic are leading the league in guys named Jonathan, yeah. and um, I can say uh, that is correct. But um, they, they do but, both. Jonathans do actually spell their names slightly different, but they're still yeah. both Jonathans. So well, they're they're leading the league in guys named Jonathan, Jonathan Isaac, and they're also leading the league in guys named Jonathan with Jonathan oh, Simmons. I see Jonathan's his name. So there's literally no other Jonathans. No, there's only two, so yeah. one each. But I, I don't think you pronounce it Jonathan. No one says Jonathan. Oh, I do. No. Unless I see him in real life, in which case I'll call him Sir. Sir. It's like Dwayne um, Wade. Like his name's spelt weird, isn't it? Isn't it like an Dye awkward Wade? part of? Yeah, yeah. Good point. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, as part of um, episode two, we um, I trashed uh, Omar Asik, um, and then awkwardly realize halfway through that he's possibly sick yeah um, unfortunately the answer is yes he is sick he's got crohn's disease which is a chronic inflammatory uh, bowel disease that affects the digestive tract um, crohn's disease is uh includes symptoms include abdominal pain diarrhea body and weight loss so get well soon omar i'm sorry to hear about your um uh bowel disease uh sorry for making fun of you although in saying that though um, he was terrible before he was diagnosed with Crohn's Yeah, his disease, contract made... was still bad, right? Yeah, it was, yeah. But um, I do, it is this weird thing that everyone I trash turns out to be very sick, so I feel bad about that. Oh, um, oh, here's something I learned from the, um, uh, watching, uh, going to OKC game. They, they put Russell Westbrook on the big screen real close up. He had pterygiums. Amazing that you could see that. Yeah. Oh, well, no, are you kidding me? Screens on the big screen in America are insane. The Dallas Cowboys have a screen that is like 10 times bigger than a movie screen, and it's right there in a state. It's crazy. And, um, yeah, they zoomed in right in on, like, they did a slow zoom on Russell Westbrook's face when he was lying down getting, like, a massage or whatever, or it stretched. And um, I noticed that on his eyes he had, like, little red marks, pterygiums. It's just like um, a a sun disease on the eye or whatever that affects our family badly. So good to know that we... Uh, similar to Russell Westbrook. I don't know why I said that. Okay. Um, I, I noticed in can, episode one, wait, Paul... Can I, can I just go back to the Jonathan spelling? There was a oh, cool well, fact it, yeah. the other day that there's like <laughs> five guys or something in the league, maybe four guys in the late yeah. league called Dwayne, and they've yeah. all their names are all spelt differently. Like Google yeah. it, because I'm not yeah. really sure of the fact, but it's it's mental. <laughs> there's like yeah. D- Dwayne Deadman, Dwayne Bacon, 
Dwayne Wade, uh, Dwayne. I'm sure there's another Dwayne. Anyway, also it's it's just amazing that Dwayne was a name that people at one point I'm guessing in the 80s when these guys were born or early 90s where yeah. Dwayne was a name you wanted to call someone. I wonder what growing most, up Dwayne was like a nerd name. I wonder right? what the most common name in the NBA is. Dwayne's probably up there with four or five. I think it's four. What about um John? John, yeah. John Collins. John, I, I don't know. Um, I was just like, surely it's Paul or, or John or Steve uh, or something. Who's John who plays for the Bucks? Um, sorry, I'm Googling it. John, what's his name? There's not that many Johns, you I don't just, think. John just, Wall, just... John Collins, John... Uh, oh, what's his name for the Bucks? Just find out how... You found it? Okay, the most common last name uh, is Williams. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Woo! Oh, Chris. Oh, this is as of 2009. John okay, Henson. number 10. John Henson was the guy I was thinking of. Brandon, number nine, Andrew. Number eight, Andre. Number seven, Kyle. Number six, Kevin. Number five, Anthony. Number four, Chris. Okay, only six players called Chris. Number five, Michael, Kid Girl Chris, Carter Williams, Beasley, Conley, Muscala, Dunleavy, yeah. Miller. This website's so hard out that they've graphed the rank of Michael's yeah, well, name. Well, shout out the website. What's the website called? Um, desertnews.com <laughs> yeah shout out to desertnews.com if you guys are looking for some NBA name statistics make sure you hit them up it's so in depth um, Jordan is number two Jordan Farmer, is the first name Clarkson well Hill. Jordan Farmer is surely not in the league how yeah, old are these is. is he oh okay alright well let me look where it was written wait I'll find out where Jordan 2016 Farmer. 2016 amazing where is Jordan Farmer he might not be in anymore um, number one most popular name in the NBA, James. Well, that was disappointing. How many and Jameses are there? Like seven. Do you think I can guess them all? Or is that no. not, it's not even a fun game, is it? Well, see how many you can guess. James Johnson. Yeah. James Ennis. Yes. Does LeBron James count? Probably not. No. Uh, James. Funny that was your third crack. <laughs> James, nah, I'm struggling already. Harden. James Jones? James yes. Harden? How many is that, four? Yeah. Can I try LeBron James again? <laughs> Young and um, JJ Hickson's first name is James, so oh, he would have got yeah. it even if, you, even if you could have nailed it. What, nah, is, his, is his name James James, James Hickson? No, it was probably James Jones. I don't know. I reckon it's All James right. James. I reckon he's Mate, double this James. This is really... Uh, you, you think we'd peaked at the um, high school musical chat, but then we kept on going, and now we're talking about James James um, Hexen. Oh, my my final question was, um, uh, Paul, you... What is the outro music? That is weird. It's, it's good outro music. <laughs> oh, in, in the last episode as well, you said you can do a sting, and then just... Anyway... The outro music, is, there, is it a specific song that means something to you or something like it's, that? Uh, it's part of quite a famous piece of music, the 1812 Overture. <laughs> so the most famous bit, you'll probably know it from the Nelson uh, Sea Lords Opera in the Park. They used to play no. it during the fireworks and it goes... Oh, yeah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> How can I forget that from Sea Lords Christmas in the Park? And then um, the thing is, the tradition with it is while that plays, they launch cannons, and it's like, and there's cannons going off. So yeah. in Nelson, they did it during the fireworks displays at Opera in the Park. Nelson's our hometown, by the way. Shout yeah, out Nelson. Shout out Nelson. Fins up and the boys. Fins up and go the Nelson Giants. But... uh. The cannons go off. Anyway, I took a piece of that, and luckily it's royalty, royals, royalty free because uh, it's so old. But also the recording, you need the recording, I think, to be in the public domain. So that's actually yeah. a high school orchestra performing the 1812 uh, Overture. <laughs> why, why did you choose that? Why it's a little bit bung. I, I don't know. <laughs> I just felt the vibe. <laughs> 
I had to well, find a recording that was in the public domain, though, and that's why it's <laughs> like a terrible high school well, thank uh, orchestra. You. Thank you to everyone who listened to the podcast. We really do appreciate it. Please recommend it or keep on listening or subscribe or whatever. Um, that's all for Advanced Analytics for another week. I've been Guy Williams. And I've been Paul Williams. Good sign off. And um, uh, let's play the overture. What you Yeah, saying? so shout out to Skidmore College Orchestra. Sorry for just saying you were terrible as well. You guys did great. And thanks for no, that. Okay. <laughs> Don't try and save it now. Shout out to Skidmore College. Goodbye. <laughs>